welcome to Success Gyan podcast. This is Surendran Jayshekar, founder and CEO of Success Gyan. Success Gyan is India's leading platform for personal and professional development. Our goal is to make 8 p.m. the learning hour in this country. So every Monday, Wednesday and Friday at 8 p.m., we'll be bringing in world's best trainers to speak on topics which will help you become a better version of yourself in every area of your life. We all make mistakes. The critical question is, are we learning from them? We have India's leading life coach, Pooja Punit, talking about the seven major mistakes we make in relationships. Are you ready? Let's get started. Hey listeners, so happy to have you here. Thank you for tuning in. Let's get started. Today we are going to be speaking about the biggest mistakes we land up making in relationships. And I'm going to share with you personally all the mistakes I've made along the journey of being married now for almost close to 23 years. So I'm going to share with you everything that I did and then how I changed it around so that you also know what was the thing I did to even fix that. Okay. So starting very Back then, um, the biggest mistake I think I made was not supporting his passions. Actually, honestly speaking, competing with his passions. Now, what does that mean? You know, when he would be interested in going to the gym after work and I would want to spend time with him. So instead of encouraging him to go to the gym, I would speak against gym. Same way he was very fond of playing golf. Instead of encouraging him to play golf, I used to be like, oh, so now even on Sundays, you're going to go for golf and give all of these um, nagging terminologies for no reason at all. I do believe when we are not happy inside, we cannot see the happiness and the growth of our own partner. And over the years, as I started to research, read better books, look at YouTube videos, one of the things I realized was that if couples really want to get, you know, really close to one another or really in tune with one another, in alignment with one another, then it's very, very important that we actually go on a journey of supporting what gives joy to the other person. I do believe that, yes, you can definitely ask for compensation instead. Okay, sweetheart, if you're going to be playing golf on Sunday, then Sunday evenings, can we go out for dinner? Or, you know, all right, if you want to go to the gym, make sure that it is before 8 o'clock because at least then we can have dinner together. So things like that. It's not that you can't set ground rules around what it is that they want to do. But I think allowing them or rather, you know, understanding that by taking away someone's joy, how can you believe in your heart that they will be able to provide you with joy? You take away someone's joy, they'll take away yours. So I think very important to start to create that sort of support system in the house where everyone encourages the other to do things that they are passionate about. So that's number one. Number two, I think one of the things that happened very early on for me was understanding this concept of love language. So Puneet's love language, and let me first quickly give you the five love languages. And I think I've done a whole podcast on love languages. So you can go back to watch that in case you want details of love language. But the basic five love languages are quality time, acts of service, words of appreciation, physical intimacy, um, or rather physical touch and gift. So Puneet's um, love language is acts of service. And I used to always think in my head that, you know, oh God, now I have to do all of these things for him to be loved, like I have to do laundry for him to be loved or I have to put batteries in the remote control for him to be loved or put towels in the bathroom for him to be loved. And I couldn't understand it because my love language was so different from his, which was words of appreciation. All he had to do is give me a compliment 
every day and you know i would feel so loved so we tend to connect better with our own love language but once we start to understand what it is that is important to the other person and communicate in their language suddenly you'll see a huge difference in your relationship so i feel like just study this whole concept of love languages see which one is yours which one is your spouse's sometimes you can have confusion over it may not be a clear one but you know amongst the two which one could it be so a lot of times if you want to figure out someone's love language you can actually eliminate the ones that are not their love language to see which ones are left to be their love language so starting to communicate in that manner truly helped me because now i knew how i provide for him the household the setup is very important to him how the food comes on the table my serving him he likes all of that and the more i honored that i noticed the more he honored my love language so it turned into a win win rather than me all the time trying to tell him that you know what you didn't do this or you didn't do that or he grumbling or complaining about me to either people around him or to me directly itself so i think these were the first two things right in the beginning that we sorted out i think another thing is that talking about what we don't like like we tend to talk a lot more about what we don't want rather than talking about what it is that you want so how you say things makes all the difference the tonality matters it's not just what you're saying but the tone that you're using so i always say that in our marriages or in our relationships in our partnerships we must bring in what i call the you know the kindness or the softness in its in the tone and i think that makes so much of a difference so every time you're going to speak just think for one second take a pause and choose your tonality tonality tends to stem from where we are sitting at in our body which means we could be sitting in irritation we could be annoyed with somebody else we could be angry about something we could be disappointed about something and that will have a direct impact on the tonality we tend to use with the people around us correct so you want to become extra hyper aware around what tonality are you using and also what are your choice of words or vocabulary that you're using so one of the things i tend to do is that i start to look at okay what is it that i don't want is the start point in my brain or in my mind but what it is that i do want is where where i will like to take the conversation so instead of telling puneet something like you know sweetheart you're always on the phone you don't even look up when i'm speaking to you when you enter the house you're on your phone uh, you know it's so annoying instead of speaking that language what if i asked him exactly what it is that i want you know there's something important i want to speak to you would it be okay if you could give me undivided attention for 15 full minutes when would be a good time today evening for me to get those 15 Can you see how different this sounds and in the beginning it may seem a little fake to you or it may seem like oh that's not how we speak to our spouses but you know what making that extra effort to become polite with our own spouses will take us a long way so i love now over the years i always try to even when i'm entering my children's room i tend to go okay what am i upset about what is it i really want now talk about what i really want i'm not going to talk about what i'm upset about because you know what that's just prolonging the conversation and making them defensive and the more defensive we make them the more the chances are they will give justification rather than take give action now when you come from the place of i would like i am feeling this way can we do it for me when you come from that space it's very different from the attack energy when we are talking about anything that we don't want so from today onwards don't talk about what you don't want talk about what it is you actually want yes another thing is i think imagining that they'll be able to give us things without us asking 
so for the first couple of years in my marriage especially my birthdays used to be very special to me but not that special to my spouse anybody knows what i'm talking about i have a feeling some of you are nodding your heads at home uh, and so what would happen is there would be a mismatch of expectations i would imagine that he's going to wake up and i'm going to get this bouquet of flowers and cards and he's going to take me out for lunch and maybe even buy me a gift and i'm having all of this imagination and he's more like okay i wish you now i need to leave for work so there was so much of mismatch expectation that mostly what used to happen is that instead of celebrating my day we would land up getting into an argument of some sorts so one of the things i realized was that it's not that he doesn't want to do it it's just that sometimes he doesn't have the clarity on what it is that i want and a lot of times i used to land up saying things like but i told you last year or i told you last month what it is i want but it did not stay right so now i make it extremely clear when he asks me what it is that you want to do on your birthday i don't say whatever you want to sweetheart and then later on fight on that i would rather just tell him exactly what it is i want sweetie we'll go for lunch to leela my favorite restaurant is there then we are going to go to this particular shop you buy me this then i will feel pampered if both of us can go for a nice couples massage and then in the evening let's invite friends home this is a very exaggerated long list you don't want it to be all of this it could be just one thing what i'm trying to say is there's clear communication and if your spouse lands up doing everything you've asked them to isn't that itself a lovely gift to you that 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 they care enough to do what it is you want i feel like a lot of times when i'm speaking and guiding women they'll say like but if i only tell him to take me out for dinner and it doesn't come from him then pooja that is forced i don't enjoy a forced dinner let it be a forced dinner one two or three times by the fourth time it will set into a pattern and very soon he will start to enjoy it so i do believe in my heart that it's okay to ask someone to do things for you when you are willing to do some things for them in return which you may not be completely or 100% in alignment with right so i do believe that in this whole journey one of the things we can start to do is actually give clarity to our spouse around or a partner around what it is exactly that we would like it to be like and then be okay and grateful for giving it to us and not thinking oh that's because i said it had i not said it he wouldn't have done it on his own that's totally okay if he wouldn't have done it on its own i think it's a very wrong uh, expectation to set in the beginning itself that he should be able to read my mind and know what it is i want that's not how relationships work another thing that i feel like big mistakes that lot of couples land up making is holding grudges so people don't do what you were expecting them to do and then instead of having an open communication we start to hold it against them we start to use it against them we start to speak about it publicly against them and we are not giving them that clear signal instead of sitting them down and telling them this is what hurt me we are overreacting to little things because that grudge is there inside we are not speaking about what actually actually upset us sometimes but we are speaking about everything else and the other person is wondering why is she overreacting so much or why is she being so negative or why is she so you know all the time in a bad mood or can i even say something to her they are not able to relate that something at that point happened that you didn't like but because you did not communicate that and now you're showing your upset in other ways i think a lot of us women especially tend to hold grudges in this manner where not only we hold the grudge we want them to know what are we holding the grudge against i always say when a man asks a woman are you okay 
or you know any of those kind of sentences are you feeling okay is your health okay he's trying to check in with your mood and most of the time you're like yeah i'm fine or you know things like that that will be an excellent time for you to just sit him down and let him know what it is that he's done that is not okay with you so that you can have open conversation and open communication because that is so helpful in every relationship another thing i think that we um land up doing in our relationship especially earlier in the years could be openly criticizing them in public and i think that's one of the biggest mistakes we land up making and it's a continuation of some of the things that i've already spoken about but to make this casual that we openly criticize the people we love i think it can be very very um you know demeaning for the other person and it can reduce the energy of the us or the we portion of the relationship so you want to become extremely aware and extremely sensitive that you do not casually criticize the people you love you know on very small things we can go on and on and sometimes create our own little what i call pity party not kitty party where you know oh tere saath bhi hua it happened to you also mere saath bhi you know ha okay oh god yeah she did that too. oh my god me like, and you know all of these kind of conversations where very easily we we make it so critical i think what really nurtures a relationship is when we think of it like a plant and what we are putting into the plant will decide the level of fruit and flower that we will receive in return from that particular plant right so i'd love for you to start to look at what are you putting in are you putting in fertilizers or are you putting in acid and remember our words have energy and everything that we you know speak about in the world comes back to us energetically in our relationship like you will notice that let's say you go to a friend who you're very close to and you land up criticizing someone you totally and absolutely love when you come back home to the people you love you'll see your energy will be so disturbed and distributed and scattered that you will not be able to reconnect with them at a level that you could have had you not spent 2 hours talking behind their back yeah so you want to become very very aware that you address the issue with the person who can help you or can can do something for you and not address it to gossip or to put someone down or to feel better about yourself or to create the victim energy that we land up creating when we feel helpless in our life and last but not the least i think one of the most important sentences that i have learned in my marriage is something i've actually put on my bathroom mirror which is i am responsible for my own happiness and this has really helped me you know change my expectations i don't want to spend the rest of my life going on complaining about that same thing that started out maybe in the first year of my marriage so i became extremely conscious about that you know what once i've asked someone to do something for me and i realize that they are either not capable or not interested then guess what i am completely independent enough to be able to find a solution for myself i'm not going to spend the rest of my day or week or month uh, you know waiting for support or wondering why they're not supporting me so i believe that you know what yes for a while if you ask for help and you get it that's great but let's say you ask for help and you don't get it then i do believe in my heart that it's time that you started to look for other solutions so every morning when i tell myself i am responsible for my own happiness i look at what are the things i want from him that i know will help me in my happiness and then i go is he capable of giving them to me let me check and when i ask him he says okay no puja today is an extremely busy day there's no way today i can take you to the 
temple or to the beach or wherever it is that I needed to go. No problem, sweetheart. I'll ask mom or I'll ask my friend or I'll ask my... And I shift my energy very quickly because I don't want to go into sulk mode or I don't want anyone else to be responsible for my own happiness. Being responsible for my own happiness has made me so... You know, it has it has helped me to grow as a person. And I do believe when we are individually happy, we bring that happiness to the couple energy. And so I think individually being a happy person is one of the responsibilities that we must take up as individuals in a relationship so that we can contribute to that relationship by bringing the energy we have. Remember, if you squeeze a lemon, lemon juice will come out. If you squeeze an orange, orange juice will come out. If you squeeze a sad person, sadness will come out. If you squeeze an angry person, anger will come out. But if you squeeze someone who's grateful, someone who's loving, someone who truly cares, someone who understands, guess what will come out? All of these good things. And then when all of these good things go into your plans, how much more beautiful your relationship will become. So I really hope that these seven things really help you improve your relationship and you don't land up making the mistakes I made right in the beginning of my marriage but trust me over the years having worked on these I can tell you today Puneet and I are on an 11 on 10 relationship as I call it so a bonus tip I do believe that naturally no relationship is brilliant forever maybe in the beginning when it is in its infatuation stage it is beautiful but over time if you're not working on your relationship the chances are it will start to deteriorate So I think really working on our relationships has been one of the biggest gifts we have given to one another. So do try all of these and let me know in the comment box which one was the most appealing or the one that you'd love to start with. Thank you. See you next time. Thank you so much for listening. I'm sure this podcast helped you understand about the mistakes we make in relationships. Do share this with your friends and family. Pooja Pandit will be live in the upcoming Super Growth Summit along with 10 other world-class trainers. Log in to www.sgsummits.com and register for the upcoming Super Growth Summit for free. This is Surendran Jayashekar. Until next time, love yourself. Don't take life too seriously. Strive to become a better version of yourself. Give more to get more and always keep inspiring. Thank you.